If you could turn to Genesis chapter 22, verses 13 through 14. I give honor to everybody here. You guys, as I said, I probably said it a lot of times before, but you'll love me when many people deem me un, unworthy and unlovable, and I give you honor. The word of God said this. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Just for a few moments, I want to preach to you about the provider. The provider. You may be seated. In Old Testament, there's many titles given in God. Uh, uh, you have El Shaddai, which means Lord God Almighty. El Elan, the Most High God. Adonai, Lord Master. Yahweh, Lord Jehovah. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. And so, and so many other titles in, 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 in the Old Testament. But on this day, as Abraham made his way to this mountain, by the time he come off, he would have known him as Jehovah Jireh, which interprets our provider. In the beginning of the chapter, God called Abraham and desired to tempt him to see if he was willing to offer his child up, the promised child. The one that he gave a promise to many years prior that he would be a father of many nations. And up to that point, it proudly came to, for, for, to for fruition by Sarah giving birth to this boy, Isaac, in, straight, in, in over 90 years old, which was a miracle in itself. And as they made their way to this mountain, he brought two servants with him. And when they got close to the place where God called them, he told the two servants to stay, stay back. That him and his son was going to worship God by themselves. And on the way on that mountain, Isaac noticed something. He said, Dad, where is the sacrifice? You know, we give a lot of credit to Abraham. For having the willingness to sacrifice his son. Rightfully so. But I also would like to point out another person deserved credit in this story is Isaac. And the reason why is after they made a way on the top of the mountain. If Isaac did not realize that he was a sacrifice. It became blatant obvious when, when Abraham looked at him and said hold your hands together as he began to bind him. And oh how would I like to be more like Isaac. He was willing to be sacrificed for a purpose. Are you willing to allow God to bind all your aspirations, to bind your dreams, to come on this altar to God? Here I am. I'm willing to give it all, literally and figuratively, just like Isaac was. But notice, it was through the obedience of Abraham in the obedience of Isaac that produced the solution to their need. In other words, if you want the provider to provide the need, I encourage you to be obedient. And as long as you're obedient to the word of God and align yourself in his will, he will provide a need. That need is already cemented in stone. Only thing we have to do is obey his voice. 
you know, and I, you know, Abraham about to take that knife to slay his son. The angel said, hold, hold up, Abraham. God, it was just a test. And he looked, and there was a ram caught in a thicket. And he sacrificed the ram instead of his son. Again, I echo the words. Just be obedient to the voice of God and align yourself in his will. Everything that you're in need of, he will provide. So a few years ago, I needed 200 bucks for car repairs, Brother John. 200 bucks. Didn't have money. I prayed, Pastor, and I said, God, I need your help. And I remember exactly where I was at. I was walking right before we got up the ramp to cross over to Montgomery. Pastor David comes in a white truck. This was already uh, passed when he made a transition to Parkersburg. He pours off and says, hey, Sister Joan, why don't you give our son a Pentecost handshake? Now, if you guys don't know what a Pentecost handshake is, <laughs> it's the best handshake you can get. <laughs> and then I looked in my hand, Pastor, two $100 bills. God provided my need in that moment. And there was another situation. I, I, I talked about it a lot. I was going to DMV and I was waiting at Chilean and it was starting to rain. And it was going to be 30 minutes until I get to catch the next bus to go down to Kanawha City. And Brother Tommy, it began to rain a little bit. And I had my birth certificate and my social security in my hand. And I just looked up. I said, God, can you bless me with an umbrella so I can, before my documentation won't get wet? Instantly, a red van stopped in the middle of the road, turned around, and came down and rolled down the window and said, Here's, God just told me to give this to you. It was an umbrella. I'm preaching to somebody here. He is the Jehovah Jireh. What is your need in this house today? He is willing to provide that which you're in need of. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But here's the kicker, church. We can convince ourselves that we are in need of something when it actually is just a great desire. That's why I encourage you to pray to God, I trust in you. Whatever you think I need, I know it is best for my situation. We just got to have faith and trust in God. Matthew 10, 29 says, Are not two spells sold for a farthing? And one of them should not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. Fear you not, therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. God cares about his children. And if you're in this house today and you need a need, I introduce to you today Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Luke 11, 11 says, if a son should ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer a scorpion? If ye then be an evil, know how to give good, good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask of him? He cares about our needs. And he is willing to be a provider in our lives this morning. And I'd like to ask this in closing. By the uplifting hand. If this has happened to you, has God ever provided a healing? Lift your hands. Keep, it, keep them up. Has God ever uh, answered, gave you a financial blessing? Lift your hands. Has God ever answered a prayer? Has God ever provided peace, provided comfort? Has he ever provided joy and safety? Now, to do, me a, do, do me a solid here. Look around. Look at all the hands 
that you see here today. God is not a respecter of persons. And he's the the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If God is willing to do a work in their behalf, he's going to do a work in your behalf. Because he is the Jehovah Jireh, our provider. David, my last point here, David, he seen a lot in his life. And I wonder, Brother Tommy, as he's echoed these scriptures, he was thinking maybe about the time when he faced a Goliath and God provided him victory. Or maybe it was when Saul put him in a, uh, put him, uh, in, in a place where he's bowing alone, thousands of Pharisees, but God provided victory. Maybe he was thinking about how Saul was chasing him to kill him, had God provided him safety. And as he sat there and looked into the younger generation, his young son Solomon, he said, look, boy, I've been young and now I am old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. So I ask you today. What is your need in this house today? What do you need God to do? He is willing to be a Jehovah Jireh provider in your life in this place today. Why don't we stand up to our feet and clap our hands and thank the provider. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you for providing our needs.